Welcome to Have Hope, We'll Travel. When we travel, we get to know people who are different than we are. We hear different perspectives. We better understand other stories. We learn to stand with people instead of having opinions on issues. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. And today, we're journeying from Kiev, Ukraine, across Europe, and to Italy with our new friend, Anastasia. Welcome to Have Hope, Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson, and I am so grateful for today's guest to be willing to share her story. Anastasia Vodachinska and I met on a podcasting group, and she has evacuated from Ukraine. And so Anastasia, thank you so much for being willing to share your story. Oh, thank you. So let's start kind of, not at the beginning of your life, but like at the beginning of the conflict. Did you have like warning signs that things were about to change? Uh, we all did because we had lots and lots of information um, that Russian troops were gathered, you know, near the borders. Mm-hmm. But none of us thought that this would be so massive. We would think that again, you know, it would happen in the eastern part of Ukraine, sure. which has been for you know eight years there. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's bad, but you get used to it. You get used mm. to there is a war somewhere, and you work, and you know, you don't see anything in Kiev. So right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, but today I saw it's almost downtown Kiev that they have start, started shelling, which wow. is, when you look at those pictures, you, you I almost don't believe them. I feel like this is for the shops. Like, yeah. Seriously, the, yeah. you, you can't even wrap your mind about this, yeah. around this. Yeah. And so then what made you make the decision that you needed to leave? Uh, you know, I've been asking my husband for, I guess, in months, like, should we leave? Should we stay? Should we leave? Should yeah. we stay? But we all have you know, had at least our commitments. So it yeah. wasn't like we should just tell people, you know, sorry guys, but we are afraid so we're leaving. Right. <laughs> and yeah. And then um and then I had it was Monday the twenty second, I guess. Um I had a feeling that we have to be leaving Kiev now. Mm. Um and I I had a planned business trip which is um, Western part of Ukraine. And mm-hmm. I was supposed to go later, but I felt like we, we should go now. So mm-hmm. me and my colleague, we got into the car and we went there a day earlier. And, um, you know, it was just a normal day. Woke up from roaring sounds of airplanes and then yeah. boom, explosions. Yeah. But still your mind tells you, you know, everything is fine. Go back to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um yeah. And then, uh, of course, you know, you just, my dad called me and he said, Anastasia, you have to get into a car and come closer to the Polish border. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, no, I have commitments. I still have to do the workshop sure. out there, you know, uh, for the, um, we were supposed to be doing a massive workshop for an auto dealership. So it was just a totally yeah. normal day in normal life. Yeah. And did you end up doing the workshop? Oh, no, no. Of course, uh, the client called and she said, you know, everybody's fleeing. So, yeah. Yeah. And so did you go where your dad said and go towards the Polish border? Did you leave the country at that point? Yeah, well, I did go to the city of Lviv and Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's in the Western part. And um, I stayed there for several days. Um, But again, like the sirens go off every several you know every like two hours and you have to go hide and get out you sleep you sleep all you know all in your clothes Mm -hmm. because if if you hear that alarm you have to get up and and run so it's run to the shelter 
So, um, you know, at, at some point my dad said, no, you, you have to leave because you won't be able to, you know, even think. Wow. Yes. So then uh, I went to Hungary and from Hungary to Italy and I'm saying my friends now. Okay. Okay. And then you mentioned your husband, has he been traveling with you? I'm lucky because he's not Ukrainian, okay. so he could go, but nice. um, everyone else. And then again, even him not being Ukrainian, it was hard for me to pull him out. He was like, yeah. no, I'll stay and fight. Mm. But, um, you know, it's much easier when you're here not by yourself. Yeah, My girlfriends who are by themselves, it's hard for them, you know, emotionally. Yeah, I can imagine. So as someone who's on the other side of the world, just watching the situation on social media and on the news channels and whatnot. What do you wish that everyone knew? Uh, Yeah, I think the coverage is pretty good. It just that, um, and judging from myself, you know, when they tell you there is a war somewhere out there, you know, in Syria, for example, we all knew there there was a war in Syria, right? Mm -hmm. Or Afghanistan. Yeah, but you kind of know it, but then you continue with your own life. Yeah, and was this um, Ukrainian war cannot be um, taken as if this is just a Ukrainian war mm. because um, you know that guy is crazy, and we really don't know where he is going to stop. Yeah. So, um, so, and yeah, the, the destructions are massive, even though like I myself, I'm so proud of, of our soldiers. Yeah. Like seriously, they are just doing impossible work. Mm-hmm. Thanks God, the Russian troops are not going further. And that's yeah. weird. Cause I heard, you know, Fox news telling that they are, which is interesting rhetoric because they are not. And I have, mm-hmm. you know, my friends are um, soldiers. So they sure. give me information, sure. like, you know, of course. Right yeah. So, so um yeah but just that uh, and of course as everybody i would love nato to be more involved and help us you know close the sky but at the same time i do understand that there are countries and countries are you know protecting their own people mm-hmm. so you know there's some i think that the, we need help uh, on different levels but on diplomacy level as well you sure. know i think that more countries should just um, help to negotiate this. Yeah. If negotiations are possible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think negotiations are possible? That's a very good question, Katie, because, um, I think there is a huge cultural gap that the West is not getting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when you're from the West, you're born with some values, right? Like a value of a person, a value of, you know, respect and other value of dignity, a value of you can't do that. Why? Well, just because you can't kill, you can't be shooting, you know, um, an orphanage, an orphanage, like you cannot, right? Uh, You can't be using the bombs that are forbidden, right? So for us, you can't means you can't. Now, for for them and for their president, there is no, you can't, okay? Mm. Like, and you could see, like, he's disrupting everything, like all the laws, right? And to me, you know, do you negotiate with a roaring bear? Like when Mm. the bear is like approaching you and is roaring, do you say, you know, let's meet tomorrow or in a week? Sure. (laughs) You you don't, that guy is a criminal. There's, you know, Mm. so much evidence. So, yeah, uh, you know, my friends and I are asking ourselves, 
you know, Osama bin Laden was a criminal, right? And nobody negotiated with him. That's the thing here, right? So I really, I mean, they are trying to negotiate, but inside, I feel that there's just this huge cultural gap when you think that you can negotiate with Mm -hmm. them. And that, in fact, you're you're very right. In, In fact, I doubt it's possible. Yeah, yeah. That's a good insight. So thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about what the journey and the experience has looked like in terms of like your relationship with God. How has it mm. changed that? Thank you for asking this. So uh, I, I am, uh, it's interesting, but I am not better. Okay. I am not asking the why question. Mm. I am not thinking that we are all sinners. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like yeah, I mean there are so many countries that have centers in them but for some reason yeah. there is no war in there right I do believe that um you know Ukraine has been very uh, well developed in terms of all kinds of churches you know our churches have always been blooming right mm-hmm. and so uh I do have a feeling that me, we might be like a chosen nation to show, to show the world that there are some things that you know um that should be punished that mm-hmm. you, you cannot yeah. be a bully to the whole world right yeah so no i don't um i'm not i don't have any anger i am you know only asking what's next sure. and by the way i'm also not on the not the one who will tell you you should not take weapon and go fight okay mm-hmm. even though you're christian because i know i've seen some of my friends are actually fighting right now okay and yeah. it's their choice they're christians but it's yeah. their choice sure. and i really do not respect people you know coming into the commentaries and being very harsh on those yeah. okay yeah. so yeah for me the biggest question is what's next that mm-hmm. i totally don't see and i also don't want to do something which is not my path yeah. You know, because you're scared. So you're going to, you're ready to do whatever, you know? Sure. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm totally not better. Okay. Yeah. I can only imagine, um, the, the emotional roller coaster and then the spiritual roller coaster that goes with the physical roller coaster. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like on Sunday, I was in my bed for the whole day. Then you want to weeping. Then you yeah. want to get out, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, therapists say that this is something normal for somebody who's going through trauma. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. What is your preferred terminology as we talk about the experience? Like, would you call yourself someone who's evacuated? Would you call yourself a refugee? What's your preferred language? Yeah. Thank you for this. Uh, I don't want to be called a refugee uh, for several reasons. One of them is that if you get refugee status here in many countries in, in, Europe, in Europe, you cannot go back to Ukraine for a year. Mm. So like legally, I don't even want to be called this. Sure. Um, so I do like there is a different term, even legal. It says somebody who's looking for international protection. Okay. That's a legal term. And I actually like it because, uh, yes, we are looking for international protection. And then sure. I think it's also temporary, temporary international protection. Okay. Meaning, you know, we need some protection. We need a safe place to live, but we okay. will work. We will not live on welfare. This yeah. is not Ukrainians. And, um, and yeah, and we want to go back. So that's sure. the, 
Yeah. You want to be able to go back home once it's safe to do so. Yes. Yeah. So what kind of work do you do? I am a customer experience consultant. So, um, yeah, I've been working with huge international brands like, you know, Visa, McDonald's, Maximair, Banks. Um, so that's what I, uh, what I've been doing. And right now I'm still, thanks God, there are some potential international customers yeah. because, yeah, because these are the only ones that would help my business to survive. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, so yeah, but for all of us, for my 120 girlfriends, wow. our, you know, yeah, now it's 120, the, the jobs have stopped. So mm -hmm. there is no income coming in. That's why yeah. I'm so, you know, protected. Sure. Um, helping them. Yeah. And so the 120, are they all with you in Italy now or are they scattered across Europe? No, they're all scattered. Okay. All scattered. And so my role there is more to connect them with the right people. So with the right sure. people who will help them with accommodation, jobs, and then also um, to provide the emotional and mental support. We have a beautiful, um, she's a top three rated um, therapist in New York City and she has donated her time to do mm -hmm. group calls with us. Wow. So that as well. And sometimes it's just an SOS, you know, like sure. a friend would be stuck somewhere. She needs a train ticket. She doesn't have money. So what I do, I yeah. just transfer the money. So yeah. that's what we do. Wow. That's so cool that you've been able to have a community like that supporting one another. That's true. They're so appreciative. Even though to me, I don't think I'm doing anything special. I'm just doing what has to be done. Of course. There is, course. There is no way you don't do it, right? Yeah. But for them, like, I, you know, they send, they're send they sending me those thank you letters all the time, mm -hmm. which, yeah, I don't, I don't really need that. I just need them to be happy and safe. That's right. it. Right. How can we be supportive on the other side of the world? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a question everybody's asking, and I I have to tell you I I am overwhelmed with all the help we are getting internationally, okay. you know, on all levels, on yeah. all levels, and um and it just humbled, you know, humbled, grateful, all of those, mm -hmm. and um yeah, so there are many ways how you can contribute from even from I know that some some friends are. Uh, paying for Airbnbs in Ukraine but not yeah. living there. I thought yeah. that was a that was a cute initiative because it goes straight, straight away. To to, mm -hmm. Yeah, straight to the people. Um, I personally have a different view. I do not. I'm not comfortable with just accepting donations. Okay. Uh, so what I've started doing, I'm um, doing webinars in English for you know using my expertise. Okay, yeah. like everything on client experience, client retention. And um, I use those to fundraise for the girls sure. so that they have this SOS fund. Yeah. And it's funny because some people, like they come, they pay for the webinar, they don't even show up. But then again, I still send them the recording so that I know that I provided the value. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, so that, that way I feel more comfortable. I'm trying to say that just, you know, just ex only accepting donation isn't fine. No, it's fine. But it's fine for somebody else, not for me. I wouldn't feel sure. comfortable. Sure. You want to be able to, to feel like you've earned it and like you're being supportive in that way. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. These 120 girlfriends of yours, how do you know them? 
So they're either former clients of mine, or I also used to teach at the business school. So, um, you know, also gave so many speeches. So I know many people, many people. Um, No, I don't, I don't add the people I don't know personally to that group. Sure. Okay. Just because I'm overprotective. And I know some people are sending requests, but um, safety first. We unfortunately have some bad news from Germany where women started disappearing. Mm, yuck. So, yeah. So there is no way. And yeah, I'm not going to risk that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What have I not asked you that you would like to share? I think I have, um, there's so many things that I'm rethinking right now in my life. But yeah. one of those is... Um, I do get so many, so, you know, there are things that are good to say to somebody who is at war and things that are very bad to say. So Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I'd like to share those because I think that people mean the best, I -hmm. hope, but the way they say some things, it just, it's very frustrating for, you know, for all of us. So like, for example, and I am going to say that, especially because, you know, your listeners are Christians. Um, somebody saying hello i hope you're doing fine no we are not doing fine um i'm going to pray for you (laughs) sounds like um you know i need to check on those poor people Mm. from ukraine done okay so um so if you want, and, and, and again, I've, you know, I've received so many genuinely, uh, you know, genuine, beautiful messages. So sure. if you want to support somebody, do not ask those, like, sorry about stupid questions. Like, are you fine? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, no, we are not okay. So just yeah. say something like, I, you know, I don't even know what you're going through, but just know that you are in my prayers, you know, every single day or whatever. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I will be bringing you and your country in prayers. And also, second thing, if you want to help, don't add, don't say things like, if you need anything, let me know. Sure. Because <laughs> um, number one thing, Ukrainians are, Ukrainians are not used to asking for help, okay? Sure. We are, you know, we're, we're used to be hardworking and earning our bread. Yeah. And uh, so if you want to help, you know, just say, you know, um, like with my friends, even my friends, they know me personally, but they will be like, if I ask them, do you have the money? So that's a straight, very straight question. They'll be yeah. like, yeah, I think I have enough. So then I go ahead and I say, how much money do you have? Because, because, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, I have $50 for today. And I'm like, and for tomorrow? Well, not yet. <laughs> okay. So then I'm, I'm like, okay, just send me your card, okay? Yeah. Or a straight question, do you have a place to sleep in tonight? Sure. That's a very straight, do you have clothes? That's a very straight question. Don't be afraid to be straightforward, okay? okay? But, but if you want to help, ask those straightforward questions because okay. people will not ask you for help. Okay. It's just a cultural code. We are not yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. Thank you for those insights. Yeah. So- as fellow Christians, realistically, we're sisters sitting on opposite sides of the world um, in opposite situations, unfortunately. Um, would you be comfortable praying? Uh, yes, I would love to. Oh, would, I, totally. Would you be comfortable praying in Ukrainian? Uh, yes, if you want. Okay. But, but you know what? It's interesting. I pray in English. You do? Okay. Uh, yeah, I do. So 
Sure. Then let's let's have you pray wherever you're comfortable. I was trying to be more cultural, but if you prefer English, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, God, thank you so much for bringing the people from all over who are supporting us in action and in prayer and in words. And I know and I believe that you're much bigger than all the presidents out there. You're much bigger than any evil. There is so much evil. We almost feel like this is diabolic, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. bad, so dark. But we also know that you are light and you you can just, you know, you can smash everything bad in a second. We ask you for protection. Um, We ask you to protect everybody we know in Ukraine. We ask you to protect the soldiers. We ask you to protect um, moms with kids who had to flee. We ask you to just put your put your hand over Ukraine. You know, this yeah. would be our sky closed when you put your hand over mm. Ukraine. And um, I believe and I thank you for the for peace in Ukraine. I thank you for the um, victory. I thank you for my country being rebuilt soon. Mm. I thank you for us coming back to our homes, to our places. And uh, I know that you have a plan for everybody who is stranded. Just, you know, if we can't hear it, please talk to us loud so that we know what to do next. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I do want to be respectful for your time. I know you said you've got another interview coming up here shortly, but can I ask you one final question? Please do. So this is kind of a fun one that we always end our podcast with. If you could be any inanimate object, what would you be and why? Oh, an object, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right now, I feel like uh, I would want to be a box, mm. <laughs> a okay. wooden box. And then, you know, don't use me until, don't look at me, don't use me until everything is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how I some inside. I feel like that. I just want to fall asleep and wake up and everything is over, but you yeah. can't. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I'm feeling the same thing in different situations. So yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being willing to share your story. It has been such a privilege to get to know you. Um, I wish of course it was under better circumstances, but I'm grateful to be able to hear um, your firsthand experience and know that we are standing with you. We are praying for you. We are here to support you. Um, I know you said that Ukrainians aren't used to asking for help, but if you've got a specific need that we can help with, please don't hesitate to let us know. Um, and I'll check in with you periodically on that as well. Thank you so much, Katie. I do appreciate it. Absolutely. You enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you. As always a big thanks for listening. Hey, if your day job has anything to do with people, customer service, client retention, patient care, or you just have coworkers, be sure to check out Anastasia's webinars. She and her friends are experts in their field, and right now all of their income is coming through these webinars. So be sure to check them out. The links are in the show notes. I don't know if you know this, but there's not really any money in podcasting until you have sponsors, which this podcast currently doesn't, which means podcasting for me is a hobby. I have a team of people who have also made this podcast their hobby. None of our guests are paid. There's never really been a need for that because that's the way podcasting works. We're free guests for one another. However, 
given the situation with this particular episode, I asked Anastasia if she'd be willing to accept a thank you gift for her time on the show. And she said yes. So if that's something you'd like to be part of, there are two different ways you can do it. One, on the webinar page, you can adjust the dollar amount you'd like to give and give directly to Anastasia via your credit card. Very simple, very easy. The second one, you can give to me through PayPal, and at the end of the month, I will pass on everything that I have collected to Anastasia. My PayPal is katie at katieaxelson.com. Again, one, through the webinar, put it on your credit card. Number two, send me money on PayPal. The money's going to go directly to Anastasia and then on to her friends who are now scattered across Europe. There are a lot of organizations doing phenomenal work for the individuals of Ukraine. Be sure to look into organizations on Charity Navigator, find a reputable one, and continue to give to them. Then, take it even further and look and see if your company has a matching gifts program so you can double your impact. Thank you so much for journeying with us. Your support means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to Anastasia. Be blessed, my friends. Know that you are loved. Know that you matter. Know that you are seen. Know that you are cared for. We will see you again in two weeks.